Well, hello there. It is good to see you again, and welcome back to Path to Abundant Living. I'm your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff. It is great to be back with you today, and as always, I'll be joined alongside Mr. Matt Nordman and Scott Morrison of Morrison Nordman Wealth Management, and we're going to be diving into, yes, another wealth management-related discussion, but joining us on the podcast today is Ms. Cindy Arledge. Now, Cindy brings a really unique perspective to the table, and if you're a frequent viewer or listener of our show, you know that we've talked about this idea of wealth transfer and how there are a slew of different you know, concerns along the way. You want to make sure that that wealth transfer doesn't destroy you know, maybe a beneficiary's ambition or love or also those relationships that are also factored into that equation, right? That family disharmony that we've talked about in prior episodes. Well, we're going to be double-clicking and diving a little deeper into this idea of legacy planning, and Cindy's going to frame up what this means in just a moment. But first, I want to go ahead and bring the guys out and say hi. Matt, Scott, it's good to see you guys this morning. How are you doing? Morning, Ryan. How are you today? Good morning, Ryan. Good to see you again. Scott, always good to see you as well. You as well, Matt. <laughs> Absolutely, guys. No, good to be back with you. Guys, uh, you know, before we bring Cindy out here, I think it'd be helpful for the audience if you want to frame up for us just how you found Cindy Arledge uh, in your world of wealth management, you know, where where it is that she came to be in your life and, and just why you really felt that she'd be an asset here on the show today for our audience. Sure, Ryan. So uh, twice a year, uh, well, at least twice a year. So we're we're part of a group, a mastermind group. And where we're we're reviewing those strategies and tactics, right, of the ultra high net worth, and how can we bring those down to people who who don't have five hundred million dollars or more, right? That's the that's the problem most of us face. But we've had some success, and so okay. So anyway, when we meet, um, Cindy came and and talked, and she was talking. One of the things she talked about was um, I want to make sure I get the title correct: the curse of inheritance how to protect your family from being broke, bitter, and and blaming you. And so it was really intriguing as, as someone who's gone through it with a lot of clients as well as family members of, you know, this idea of, of a legacy and whatever that term you want to use of, okay, you have your grandparents, your parents or whatever, and saying, okay, they've, they've built this whatever this is, and and now how do you transfer or pass it on in such a way that you don't create all these hard feelings? And and so it was really, really intriguing to hear all the statistics and information she had. And I said, you know what, as many people as possible need to hear this, whether you're, you know, whether you have that 500 million or more or less than that, we're all going to have something that we're going to pass on. And, and do we want to be purposeful and intentional about it? Or do we just want it to happen? You know, we are and Cindy can touch on this as well. We are in the most abundant times in the history of the world where you're going to see the greatest transfer of wealth. And some say the number is upwards of $68 trillion, which is an obscene amount of money that's going to pass from that baby boomer generation on down. And so again, it's what do people want to have happen? It's not what do they want? What do they want to have happen while they're here and or when they're not here? And and because it's going to happen to all of us. And so, you know, Warren Buffett has that. I don't know if you've ever heard that quote that he says is because he's not going to leave all his wealth to his kids. He says, I want to leave my kids enough so that they'll do something, but not so much that they'll do nothing. And, mm -hmm. and, and so when you're kind of looking at your own situation, it's like, well, what should I do? What can I do? And 
you know, I don't know what I don't know. So, so how do we get started? And so we thought, man, Cindy would be a great asset to so many people. Well, fantastic. No, I appreciate you framing that up. And and I want to read a little quick bio here about Cindy, just to frame things up from a broader perspective for our audience. You know, I mentioned earlier that idea of of kind of squishing somebody's ambition or drive with the transfer of, let's say, a massive amount of wealth and not only the ambition and drive, but also the relationships along the way, you know, with each other, family members, friends, maybe even. So, with Cindy motivated by most painful, you know, the most painful experience of her life, losing her brother's relationship over a shared inheritance, Cindy developed this process to help business owners preserve family relationships through emotional and financial storms. And, and that's really the heart of what we're going to be getting into today. Cindy has has coined this process called legacy planning. We're going to get into the, you know, into the depths of what legacy planning is, why business owners should really be considering it these days, and then of course how it can be leveraged overall to ensure that you, your heirs, the people around you, everybody comes out better for it on the other side and avoids that disharmony that can be so detrimental uh, to family well-being. So with that, I want to welcome aboard Cindy Arledge. Cindy, thank you so much for carving some time out of your day and, and welcome to Path to Abundant Living. Ryan, thank you for the invitation. And Matt, Scott, it's so great to be here with you today. We're course, very excited to have you here today, Cindy. Hi, Cindy. Yeah, I, I, I'm actually hoping to pick up some 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 key points for my own self. I mean, I'm I'm the executor of my own family's uh uh, you know, trust and inheritance. And so even as a financial advisor, the things that I'm most interested in are, are, are the points that you're going to have about the, you know, trying to keep the harmony within the family. Well, thank you, Scott. I, my intention is that not only will you pick things up, but of course your audience as well. And, you know, Matt touched on something that to me is just such a critical piece. You don't know what you don't know. And so I think what you are doing here with this podcast and making it easy for, you know, people to learn new things is really the, it's how we're going to change the future. So thank you for your podcast. Well, great. Well, let's, let's get into it. So, so how does one, you particularly, how do you get into this legacy planning business or just legacy planning in general? Well, Matt, it, it actually is, as an entrepreneur, I had to figure out a way to protect my family because after my mom and dad passed away, Ryan mentioned it earlier, uh, my mom and dad were broke as a joke when they got married and they left a $10 million estate using the, the best technology, legal technology available to them at the time. And unfortunately, because we weren't prepared as a family, doesn't matter how good your legal documents are. Um, they're only as good as the people that are there to use them. And so uh, we didn't have $500 million um, and I could look into the future. And I was with my mom and dad when they created their wealth, you know, as an entrepreneur family, everybody's on board. I was working in the family business at the age of 13 and there's a waiting zone. Um, when you end up owing the IRS, which we did $1.8 million dollars, you end up having to wait for the IRS to approve your estate return. And it's in that waiting zone or that waiting period that I realized I was really confused about money. And we typically get our relationship about money through our family. And I realized waiting to receive several million dollars with the real estate that my mom used money for love 
and my dad used money for power and that I really wasn't even sure I wanted any of it. And so I set out to learn more about money and wealth transfer. And that's when I discovered the family office industry that we didn't qualify for. And, and really, I was also in this state called the dark night of the soul that it just, I, I asked God, what did I do to deserve this much pain? What do you want me to do differently? And what am I supposed to learn from this? So the mixing of the emotional trauma and then that waiting period allowed me to really create a new solution uh, for families like ours that didn't qualify for the family office industry. So had you, had you known about the family office prior to that? Or once you were going through this, you're like, well, that would have been really helpful. Exactly. Uh, this is way back in 2005. And I had never even heard of the family office industry. But what's fascinating is that once I learned about it, I realized that I had been intuitively trying to get my dad to go to that direction because it just makes sense that when your family has issues, if you don't deal with those issues while you're alive, they're just going to grow and fester. And until I went through it, though, I truly did not understand um, you know, what, what was going to happen. I, I never could have imagined my favorite brother that used to take me to rap houses. That's the thing we used to do back in the seventies where we threw toilet paper on people's yards. Can you imagine? <laughs> and, I, I, and I, you know, I clean his apartment and he'd take me to the movie that that relationship would be destroyed. I, I would never have anticipated that. As a sidebar, I may or may not know what you're referring to with toilet paper <laughs> houses. <laughs> I will neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> Cindy, uh, I found I find what uh, you know the the mention of the virtual family office. Um, of course, um, if anybody's been to our website, they would notice that we're trying to make more of an emphasis on a virtual family office, just to meet that demand for the kind of uh, families that you're you're referring to. So, what is it about? this particular kind of business that you really enjoy the most uh, in the books that you've written, the themes that you've written, what is it you enjoy most about doing this? I, what I enjoy the most is empowering families um, to find people like you, Scott, because if, if the entrepreneur doesn't even know that the family office exists and they can't afford one, well, they can certainly look for advisors like you and create their own virtual family office. So, so along those lines, what's the part of your job you're like, okay, and dread maybe is too strong of a term, but you're dreading like, if I didn't have to do that anymore and I could offload that or nobody ever, what kind of what's, what comes to mind? You know, what comes to mind, and this is a really tricky subject, is that when the ego gets involved, hmm. Because typically, you know, I work with entrepreneurs and family business owners that are driven by, you know, basically a unicorn, right? Nobody understands them. And to get the entrepreneur to be humble enough, because the skills that you need to build wealth are not the skills that you need to um, transfer wealth successfully. And so to allow that entrepreneur to to be more humble and to be more conscious that is the trickiest part of what i do and so you've you've mastered that correct about how you can take those really i don't want to say arrogant but people who maybe need a little help you you have all the tools necessary you could almost write a book on that i'm guessing too 
I do. And you know what? I, I, I like to have fun. So we actually, um, and I'll just share one of the, the techniques I use. Um, I bring Legos, one of the little small Lego units. And I have, I usually work with the founders first before we introduce legacy planning to the family. And so I don't, I give, I give them the instruction book, I give them the Legos, and then I just watch them put the piece together. And it's so much fun to watch. Typically the wife will pull out the instruction book and the entrepreneur is like, I don't need that. And he starts <laughs> trying to put the Legos together and it's just not working out. And then he has to go back and then she starts reading the book, you know, of how to put it together. And it's so much fun to witness the transformation. And then afterwards, you know, we debrief the exercise. And I said, you know, your will is like the instruction book to your estate plan. And it, it, I felt bad because one of the last ones I did, the piece was missing a piece. So oh, even no. though they had the instructions oh, no. and they were putting it together, there was like a missing piece. And it was like, but it was brilliant, right? Because even with our best planning, even with the things that we can do in advance, sometimes there's a missing piece. So just making making this fun. Well, again, in that, in that same vein, in that same vein, Cindy, then who would be your the ideal client, because it doesn't sound like, it sounds like you have fun with somebody that's a bit of a challenge as well. <laughs> I mean, they're not, well, all coming, they're not coming to you, you know, all smiles and giggles ready to do this. Well, what I've found is I, I've discovered like 22 conditions that can affect a family's um, ability to transfer wealth successfully. And 22? I offer free risk, risk assessment and what's fascinating is to watch that uh, entrepreneur identify the conditions and go, yep, 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 yep. And they typically want to leave an empire for their family. And they recognize the gap between where they are now and where they want to be. And they recognize that to get there, they're going to have to do something different. So in, in that, situation of, of these people that you're working with kind of like, like what what's keeping them up at night to say oh i need to contact cindy or when you're going through the process with them what's what's keeping them up at night you know what's keeping them up at night is i'm going to just be straightforward with you thinking that their kids don't have the ability to be successful in the future you know, as an older adult, they understand their kids don't know how to manage money. They realize that they may have some broken relationships that in their effort to create their wealth, they may have missed a couple of baseball games. And there's some, there's, they just, they look into the future and they like, what, what how is my wealth going to affect my children? Is it going to destroy their ambition drive? Are they just going to waste it? You know, what, what's going to happen? You know, Cindy, on this show, we we talk a lot about, uh, you know, the importance of finding the right wealth manager for you, working with the right person that understands you and, and having that wealth manager get to know you on such a deep, granular level. And a lot of that is done in, through, obviously, face-to-face -face interactions. But the COVID pandemic really threw everybody a curveball with with getting that face-to-face -face time, getting that one-on-one -on -one time, and and having these types of conversations that are so granular and so deep in somebody's life and their emotions and their goals a lot to unpack there when covid came about for you in this realm where you're having these types of of maybe not tough but granular conversations with folks 
How did COVID impact your world and this business as a whole? Did you have to pivot in some ways, shapes and forms? Did you find things that did work and find things that didn't? You know, what was the impact of COVID on you? Well, actually, for me, I feel like COVID's been a blessing because I had uh, right before COVID started, I had opened up um, a a business called North Texas Family Enterprise Center. And I had my um, rooms reserved and I was going to help 40 families in the North Dallas area. And then COVID happened. And of course, all of that went away. Well, now I'm worldwide, Ryan. I help clients all over the globe. So thanks to Zoom and our and other, you know, platforms that allow us to really deeply connect with each other. And then also, I think it's my process because my process is driven by questions. Instead of me trying to tell people what to do, I ask them questions and then, you know, guide them uh, to the answers. Um, so, so it sounds like it sounds very familiar to our our discovery process that we have here. Um where we spend a lot of time asking questions and really hold ourselves back from pulling product out of the bag, trying to, you know, just jump right into solutions with investment products and things like that. And it, it just, it really kind of parallels what you're doing here in terms of the psychology behind the transfer of wealth. Uh, you know, conversations with family members about things that are beyond the wealth and more about their own, their own personal being. How do you enter into those conversations? Do the, do the folks that you meet with expect that? I'm not sure what the folks that meet me expect because I am who I am wherever I go. And um, I typically get my clients through referrals and you know presentations that I make. And uh, so as far as what their expectations are, I don't think that they can expect what happens because they've never been to exposed to anything like that. And it goes back to how we started this conversation. You don't know what you don't know. And, um, you know, you asked me what keeps people up at night. The other piece of this is that oftentimes I'm working with entrepreneurs that work for a really long time and created a lot of wealth, and yet they're still not as happy as they'd like to be. And so my process is starting with the founders, and I get the founders in a solid we lay the foundation before we ever invite the family into a first family meeting. And in that, that process is where I feel like my clients are more surprised than anything because it's in that process that I help them identify the things that lead to a significant life for them and that they can not have regret at the end of their life. And so I think that's their biggest surprise is that they end up living the life of their dreams that they could never even have dreamed of thinking that it was about transferring wealth to their children. So along those lines, and maybe this is a little too granular, but in our conversations with clients and, and we start talking about this and the, the transfer, have you experienced where uh, some family members were, were those founders will be like, if you were to ask them that question, like, who's the potential when, when going through the process, who's the potential that could be the one who causes the bitterness or the, the issues in the family? Have you experienced that where when, when we asked that question, we've said, ah, yeah, this, this son, this daughter, this in-law is potentially the issue. And then how do you address that? 
So you're exactly right. We do what we call a SWOT analysis where we ask them, what are your, you know, what are the threats? What are the weaknesses? What are the strengths? What, the, what are the opportunities? And they all know, they all know which right. one it is. <laughs> and so, and, and there are times that not every family will, uh, family member will participate in the, in the process. I mean, there are some family members, some relationships that at the moment are just so broken. You can't even get that person to the table. And so what we do is we, we start the process without them and we work with the people that are willing to come into the room. The interesting thing about legacy planning, it's not about making anybody right or wrong. It's just about really getting in touch with what's real, starting with where you are. And then the, the second piece that I do with families is have them describe where they wanna be. And so when we're on a clear path and we know where we wanna go, it's about inviting other people to join us instead of forcing them to. One other thing along those lines. So when you have that, have you had resistance from some founders of, well, I don't want my kids to know what the number is. And I'm sure you then have ways to say, well, they don't have to know the number, but it's more about what do you want to have happen? Is that a fair way to say it? Absolutely. That's absolutely correct. It's not about the number. Uh, one of the things that I work with my clients is get them to identify a purpose for their wealth. And then when we do the, we invite the family, it's not, it, and when I say a, you know, a family meeting, it's just like a family wouldn't come to you for financial advice and be one and done. This is a lifelong process, right? Correct. And oftentimes where you think you're going to go, you have to pivot in the middle because things change. And, and I can give you a perfect example of our family. We recently went through, um, when my parents passed away, they left the grandkids as part owners of four commercial real estate pieces of property. So for 17 years, I've been the manager and co-owner of real estate with my girls. And last year I realized I've been doing this for 17 years. They were in their early twenties. They're in their forties. Now it's time for me to turn it over to them. And when I offered them the opportunity to take over the real estate, they didn't want it. Oh, and so when, isn't that great to know now, right? Cause my entire estate plan is, is built around these, the third generation, you know, continuing to run this real estate investment program. So 17 years later, you know, given the opportunity, they said no. So now my husband and I with the kids will pivot and we'll figure out a new future. And that is so much more empowering because they're part of the baton pass, right? Yeah. They get to have input on what does this look like going forward? Well, and then, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that's, that's a, a, a testament to your parents of, okay, it's it's continuing maybe it's going to look different because it's maybe not going to be that real estate but now it's going to be something else but it continues and it's not as you've talked about i know you talked about last fall and 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 in the books and everything it's like it's not gone by that next generation where it's it's wasted or blown or just completely you know gone <laughs> well exactly right and and it's about passing the well first of all people need to know how to manage well like unfortunately there's a lot of people that don't even know how to balance their checkbook i mean right. it's yeah. just you know and i have found that even with my own kids that they don't want to listen to me uh, we hosted a <laughs> half day workshop for our kids and their husbands and we had the attorney the financial advisor you know the cpa 
And when we finished the day, one of my daughters came up to me. She goes, mom, you know, I learned so much. And she was telling me all about what the financial advisor said. And I just was wanting to go, that's the exact same thing I've been telling you your whole <laughs> life. But I'm so glad that you could hear it from the financial advisor. And so coming in as an advisor to deal with the family harmony, I, I feel like now we've really given families a chance to succeed. Which is fantastic because that's ultimately the goal right is you know you have whether it's it's you and your family or you know previous generations of all this hard work that they've put into wanting to pass on and make things better for their kids and grandkids and and helping them achieve like you said what is it that they want to have happen so fantastic cindy uh you're an author and your your most recent book, uh, let me get this right, author of the Family Emergency Handbook, Three Steps to Protect Your Health, Wealth, and Loved Ones. That's just recently come out, right? In March 3rd? Yes, sir. So I, I published on birthdays. So I published that one on my son-in-law's birthday. Okay. <laughs> I just, just wondering, I mean, how much of this discussion that we've had is as recent as this the content in the book? I mean, is it something that what what possessed you to want to write this book? Well, so what I've discovered is that it's easier to prevent a loss than it is to recover from one. So just think about that. I mean, in your health, it's easier to prevent a health crisis than it is to recover from one. Financially, it's easier to prevent a loss than it is to recover from one. And what I've discovered is that most families at the basic level are unprepared to thrive. They don't have the legal documents they need. They haven't talked about end of life plans. They're just avoiding the whole topic of aging, death, and money. And I, you know, I like to joke that if you want to clear a room, just invite me to come speak because I'm going to talk <laughs> about those things. <laughs> and with my private clients, um, this aspect of what I do for them, you know, helping them prepare for emergencies and chaos was the most impactful step. And my goal is to help a million families. So this is the most granular, detailed, if a million families did this, our entire world would be a better place. And the idea for this book came when my ex-husband had a stroke and we have a great relationship. We have five grandkids together, but there's a reason why we're divorced. And uh, I realized that when my daughters had to drop everything to help him, and he's doing great now, I dropped everything to help my daughters. And even though I wouldn't drop everything to help my ex-husband, because he's in my daughter's inner circle, he's in my ecosystem. And so this being unprepared, I was watching the news and we had had a hurricane go through Houston and there was first responders in a boat bringing water and really reducing the impact of the storm to the community. And I thought, wouldn't it be great if every family had their own first responders team that was trained and had the resources to reduce the impact of an emergency situation for the family. So that's what this book is about. That's fantastic. So along with, with everything that we've talked about and just if you know, we can go a little bit longer. So how, how did your parents impact your relationship with money growing up? And, and then as you're, you know, you, you know, coming from an entrepreneurial family, like, how does that impact, how did that impact you then as well as, you know, continuing to this day? Well, uh, my father hired me when I was 13 years old. 
Wait, wait reason, I, have to, I have a question. When you say hired you, was that you're hired and you were looking for a job or it's, hey, you're hired? Well, and it's, here's the funny thing about it. He didn't tell me till he was dying of lung cancer that he had planned it. I had always wanted a horse. And he knew that the tax laws were that he couldn't pay me a salary legally until I was 13. So he waited till I was 13 years old and said, hey, I'll buy you that horse now, but you got to earn enough money to pay for it. He knew that I was so motivated by having a horse. <laughs> I, I loved working. So I became the junior bookkeeper and president of his trucking company. We had uh, three portable transport trucks and we were wholesaling cars across the nation. I was thrilled to go to work because then I got to go ride my horse. And so he used my massive passion for horses to hire me and he waited till he could ride it off with the income. So back to the parents, he, he, he told me at the end of his life that he'd been training me my whole life. And I thought, why, why not be more upfront with that? Right. Let's be upfront and let's really put our, our, our next generations into a really good training program, but we'll have someone else run it like advisors. And, you know, we'll, we'll get outside advisors to do that. But, you know, I already had shared that I was confused about money. And so one of the things that I've discovered is that if you want to be successful in life, you have to be proactive in your learning and really identify the things that you don't know, you don't know. And everybody's different. Um, you know, one daughter was really good with money, but she wasn't very good with communication. So we bring in communication pieces. You, with, with this legacy planning, we're able to identify from the founder's point of view and even from the next generation, what is it that you want to learn and bring in experts to really improve the human capital, right? What people know at the family level and then when you build that as a systematic system, that's how you build that generational wealth and family harmony. That's, that's great. And so it, what I'm, I'm guessing part of it is, is you, what it sounded like your dad helped you find your why it's like, Oh, you want this horse? Hey, here's a great way for you to get this horse. It, so we work with a, a gentleman named Chris Johnson from on target living health, fitness, performance, and, and one of the things he says is your why has to be bigger than your butt. And so, <laughs> and so I'm guessing it's very similar when you discuss things with founders. It's like, well, why, you know, what do you want to have happen and why do you want to have it? And then that will help, for lack of a better term, motivate them to take the steps necessary in their plan. Is that, again, a fair way to say it? Yeah, absolutely. And we, what I've typically found is that when you ask somebody, you know, why, you have to go like five deep, <laughs> like the original why isn't the why. And you can know that you get to the real why when there's emotion involved. Exactly. Yeah, no, this has been great. Cindy, really appreciate the dialogue today. A lot of, lot on the table that we've left for our audience. And, and as we're kind of getting close to the end of our time together, I want to circle back to this, this legacy planning process, which is really at the bottom line of everything that we've talked about today. And for anybody out there that this is really hitting home, it's resonating with them. I, it's all about where to begin, right? And taking that first step can be some of the most daunting and, and challenging part of any process. So when it comes to this idea of legacy planning and the process involved, what is the first step? Where does somebody begin to start carving out that path 
towards, like you had mentioned, where they are now and where they want to go? Well, for me, the first step is for them to identify what are the risks to get, to stop being, you know, um, avoiding what the truth is, right? And and to really um, understand what those risks are. So I, I provide a free risk audit, uh, Matt and Scott, they can have it and, you know, use it with their clients because once you know where the risk is, then we'll go and figure out where do you want to be from here. So if you had which I know there's probably a ton, but if you had one piece of advice to share with people on for, for the show today, what would it be? Don't wait. Stop waiting. Um, procrastination is just really fear getting in the way. Um, and, and to stop waiting. Now's the time. Okay. And Cindy, if obviously we've, we've discussed your book and it's, it's available as well as your other books on Amazon. Um, you're the CEO and founder of the Legacy Family Re Revolution. Can they contact you through that? Well, here's an even better way. Um, just meet cindyarledge.com and people can schedule a 30 minute uh, no obligation call with me and we'll have a discussion. Perfect. That's great. Can I, I want to, one more question. I mean, maybe just as briefly as possible, kind of like what's, what's the impact that people will like, they, they talk with you, they meet with you and, and you kind of go through this. What, like, what's that impact that you've seen? Thinking bigger, thinking for a hundred years into the future, instead of just trying to get through the day. Mm, that's okay. this has been this is great uh, cindy i i appreciate the conversation as scott mentioned at the beginning uh he was excited to just have considerations for his own well-being being the exec executor or executor that is of, of his trust and and financial world and uh I've, i'm walking away with some considerations of my own as well so look i really appreciate you and your time today and and sharing your expertise with us and uh, uh looking forward to maybe having you back on the show down the road i would love that thank you so much Alrighty. Well, Cindy Arledge, really appreciate her and her time being a part of the show today. Guys, a lot of great value there on the table from Cindy with regard to legacy planning, a lot of considerations for our business owner audience out there. What were some of your big takeaways? Uh, Scott, I'll start with you. Well, I, I think one of the things that, that I took away from it was, again, that just the family dynamics and the psychology behind the plan. Um, it, 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 it made me feel really good about the discovery process that we put into place and how much we try to get to the sources of some of the motivation behind, behind the wealth and, you know, what people really want from their wealth as opposed to, uh, you know, what they can buy. Uh, and that when you start interject, injecting all the different family members, you're going to come from a lot of different directions. And this just really, uh, you know, puts it in the, again, it, it's just really reinforces for me why we go through that discovery meeting. No, that's great. It's, it's not about the number at the end of the day. It's, it's yeah. about so much more. And, and she really painted that, that broad picture for us, Matt, Matt, what was your, your key takeaway here today? So obviously there were, there was a ton of great things that she said, but when you kind of look at it, it's the, with the family dynamics, I've, you know, Scott's heard me say, it, you know, if he's heard me say it once, it's a hundred times that, that all families have some level of 
again, for lack of a better term, dysfunction, right? Is it just a little bit and we can get together at holidays and, you know, weekends or whatever? Or is it like, hey, we're going to, for those who are of a certain age, we're going to be on Jerry Springer, right? And, and it's somewhere in between there. But having a process in place can really, you know, eliminate or reduce a lot of those potential pitfalls, you know, in the future. Like, you know, when, when we talk with Cindy, it doesn't matter if it's 25,000, 25 million, or, you know, 25 billion. It's, you know, there's, we, we all come to the table with our family dynamics and whatever it is that, that those founders or the parents or grandparents want to have happen, it's being purposeful and intentional. And we talk about this all the time, being purposeful, and intentional about what it is that you want to have happen and having then that team in place around you to help because, we don't know what we don't know. So having people who have experienced that and have the expertise and the knowledge to help you walk through that path. You know, I, I joke all the time. I don't, I, I can't fix my car. Right. I, I joke from, you know, it's as, as um, George would say on Seinfeld, it's the Johnson rod, right? I don't know what it is. It needs blinker fluid. So <laughs> it's kind of like, okay, well, how do you, then go to that expert or have someone help you through that process. And and Cindy is someone who can help and and or you know the existing team that you have. Make sure you have that team around you that can then help you navigate what it is that you want to have happen. What would sure. you think of it, Ryan? No, oh, I I loved it. I I think it's uh it's really easy in those moments of big wealth transfer to get lost in in that number you know that we've talked about and and while yes maybe you can now go buy the shiny new object that you were excited about uh, that that feeling is fleeting and at the end of the day the the wealth that's accommodating that you know this this family your your you know maybe your significant other your your brothers and sisters that were involved in this process uh it really it all comes back to the family values and i know we talk a lot about values on this on this show with regard to your discovery process or just frankly any conversation because values really lies at the core of how everybody spends their money but i just love that uh this idea of legacy planning that cindy brought to the table focuses primarily on what the wealth can truly do uh for you for your brothers and sisters for the family unit as a whole and and truly leave a footprint more so than just uh, getting bogged down in the moment of the transfer and what it does to the immediate lives of the people involved. What can it do on a grander scale? So that was that was a really uh, a neat takeaway for me. And, and uh, I know it, it was nice because it was a central common theme that we've been talking about a lot on this show. So uh, yeah. just shows to goes to show that, you know, Cindy was a great guest for us today. But guys, you know, with regard to all this conversation today, though, this idea of legacy planning, you know, it's not too far off from a lot of the conversations that you start with your clients in the wealth management process, the discovery process. For anybody out there in the audience today, maybe it's via you they'd like to talk to Cindy, or maybe they'd just like to sit down and talk with you guys to open up a, a number of dialogues on any wealth management topic. What's the best way they can get in touch with you? Traditional way, pick up the phone, 517-333-7967, or go to our website, morrisonnordman.com, and click on a, you know the, the link to, to set up a, a get-to-know-you call. And we can start that process, like Cindy said, take that first step, and, and don't wait, because we, we don't know what tomorrow, we don't know what today's going to bring, let alone tomorrow, and, and we all know that, okay... What do we want to have happen? And it's not, if, if you keep doing what you've always done, you always get what you always got.
So if you want something different, take that first step. Yeah, I, I would, love that. I would add I would add only that if you, you visit the website in um, in the spirit of what this episode was about, uh, Cindy referenced the virtual family or the family office. Take a peek at our virtual family office uh, segment on the website to get a better idea of what what we're all referring to. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate you. Uh, looking forward to being back on the next one. And I, I know we may uh, may have another great guest with us on, at that time. So thanks again. And uh, I'll see you soon. Thanks, Ryan. Have a great day. Thanks, Ryan. Alrighty, folks. And hey, look, we want to take one final moment and say thank you to those of you joining us here on the show today. If you did take away anything, you know, a shred of value from today's conversation. I know there was a lot left on the table from Cindy and the guys. Go ahead and subscribe then to this show on whichever platform you checked us out on today. That way you never miss out on a future episode where we dive into these wealth management related topics and truly put you on that path to an abundant living with providing strategies, solutions, real value at the end of the day through our conversations. For Scott, for Matt, and of course, Cindy, want to say thank you once more. I'm Ryan. We're going to say so long, and we appreciate you stopping by and being with us on Path to Abundant Living. Securities offered through Securities America Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors. Morrison, Norbin & Associates and Securities America are separate entities. All investing involves risk, including the possible risk of principal.